Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is November 5th, 2021. This is your Fightful Post Show for AEW Rampage and SmackDown. This has been an insane week. Uh, we are going to have plenty of plugs and things that fit in uh, in a pertinent manner uh, throughout this show, and I will get to them as they happen. But there were tons of releases yesterday. I did a breaking news podcast here on Fightful uh, for that. We broke the news of a bunch of those, unfortunately. Uh, you can go to FightfulSelect.com. This weekend, we will have additional news on what the plans were for some of these people. We had a lot of that today. Uh, we'll never put news of this person is released behind the paywall, but we do have a lot of supplemental information that will be on FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe. You're going to love it. I'll give you the full pitch later. But this woman did a special Sour Graps release show uh, last night. It's Kate Hensler. Kate, how you doing? I'm good. And really good news, Sean. When I'm actually on Select, we actually get some subscribers as opposed to when I'm not on Select and people cancel Select. We lose subscribers and I'm the reason. So very relieved when I'm actually on that platform that people tend to like what I'm doing, which makes me feel good. I'm excited about that. Well, maybe eventually that'll lead to a raise and you can upgrade your router because you're freezing up a lot right now. Am I really? I'm sorry. Yes, you are. Leave a thumbs up on this video. Subscribe. Tap the bell for notifications. Get your super chats in. Uh, we have a pinned tweet or we should have. I need to pin it, actually. Uh, we have a Streamlabs link that we encourage you guys to donate at. Uh, I'm going to uh, set that up right now as I throw it over to Kate to tell us what she thought of AEW Rampage, because that's what people are going to want to uh, talk about. But uh, we're going to call those Humper Chats. <laughs> So please donate at the Humper Chat link. It will still get read if you donate on YouTube, but we get to keep more of the money on those Humper Chats. Uh, Kate, what did you... Well, first off, maybe maybe instead of AW Rampage, some of the releases that we heard of. Sure. So, you know, as, as Alex and I were talking about it during Sour Graps, it also came to light that some of the reasoning for some of these releases was probably vaccine related no specific names but that makes sense whether it's kind of fair or not in your estimation logistically what that does to a company if you can't get vaccinated as far as travel to other countries and being able to get into the country you mentioned it because you did a run-in on sour graphs yesterday that uh 
you know, the most important guy in the company is immunocompromised. So things of that nature, you know, seem somewhat inevitable. I thought the worst part of it was probably that they did a $255 million victory lap before these releases. But the most surprising names for me, of course, were Ember Moon, Keith Lee, and Mia Yim, as well as uh, Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux, I think were very surprising. Uh, learning what we knew about vaccination because Nia Jax has been public, though she released a statement earlier saying that that was never brought up in her release. Uh, that wasn't as surprising once I heard the follow-up news, but was definitely shocking initially. So, you know, carrying cross for the transitional and the hopes they had for him was definitely surprising. Ember Mood's a fantastic worker. She hadn't been on TV in a really long time, so I wasn't as shocked, but more just like a, how do you miss this person? She's so skilled. Um, And then of course, Mia Yim and Keith Lee, I think were the heartbreakers for me. Again, we, we have like a 45, 50 minute show on that. And then Kate and Alex talked about it at length uh, last week. We're going to see if Kate can restart as the connections a little iffy right now. So we'll boot her. We'll boot her. And I'll rock with this overlay. But uh, let's go ahead and get to some Super Chats. Anakin says, shout out to Hannah, the real star of SmackDown. Yes, our uh, fightful moderator, Hannah, who says, hi, hi, all. Hope you all have a good night. And Mateo says, can't make the live show, so here's a thank you for all of the great work. Brent Lockman says, because I missed the Sour Graps release Sadness Party Live. Great work on the worst damn day. Those are never fun to do. They always suck. It's always a bummer. Today, we got some good news. Johnny Gargano, Kyle O'Reilly doing a, a post-show or, or doing a, a dark match ahead of, of SmackDown. So that's some good news. Uh, Kate, as we were, uh, as you were coming back, I mentioned Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano working a dark match tonight. That's, that's positive news. That is positive news. I am a little suspicious because... It also seemed like they were trying really hard to keep Adam Cole there <laughs> when he was at SmackDown. Um, and he obviously ended up leaving and was not happy with the creative direction that they were looking for. So hopefully it's a sign of good things to come. You know, it's it's getting crowded over at AEW. ROH is on hiatus. So I think it's a little bit tricky um, because we're running out of spots for people to go and sure. impact leases talent more than signs them so that doesn't make a, a wrestler feel great about stability i don't I've think heard, so. i've heard their budget is pretty well done for the year which is just like one set of tapings uh yeah. so but I, I heard that they they might not have much of one for the rest of the year shayo says rampage was good tonight worth every minute of my time and daniel says did you see mjf on bleacher report in character fun i mean everything he does is like that so um yeah i mean oh. I'll, I'll check it out i'd rather be interviewing him myself though but AEW. AW's on that bullshit. So. I mean, there was an interview where you and he were in the same room. It was just you were interviewing Thunder Rosa. And, he yes. came in and Eric Bischoff earlier than that. <laughs> Rangers Mayhem said, love the passion from Team Kalex last night over the releases. Good luck to the release talent finding new homes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, we appreciate that as well. A reminder, guys, you can donate your Humper Chats at the link pinned on YouTube. Uh, and that that helps us out a little bit more. <laughs> Roman says, 
refund my humper chat because Kate is on the show. My God. <laughs> no way, sucker. <laughs> and uh, Bali or Lasagna said, just wanted to say thanks for all the good work and happy humper chats. P.S. Bowens versus Danielson blew my mind. Well, let's talk about that. Most importantly, separate of a great wrestling match and a good win for Danielson and a great showing for Anthony Bowens is the line that everybody was talking about beforehand. Max Caster says, I'm going to leave you in poverty, dog. I'm ending careers quicker than your father-in-law. For those of you who don't know, Brian Danielson's father-in-law is John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace. He is married to Nikki and Brie Bella's mother. He is the one doing the firing in WWE. Whew, that was a hell of a line, Kate. That was a really great example of how to be edgy without being offensive or like super yeah. over the line. I love the shots between companies. I think that's super fun. I know some people will be mad about that, but I thought that was a great way to give you kind of that like, oh, damn, reaction without yeah. uh, being super offensive. I was more upset that he opened with a line about cucumbers and didn't think of something about tree semen. I felt like that would have been a much stronger <laughs> way to go. But yeah, no, I, I loved the rap and I, I popped huge for that line. That made me really happy. And if you're tuning into Rampage either after SmackDown or just like for the first time, what a fun thing to draw you in immediately at uh, that time. I think that's so fun. Tree semen seems like so long ago at this point. Like so much, <laughs> has, so much has happened since tree semen. Uh, for those of you, for those of you who don't know, uh, Brian Danielson compared eating apples and such to tree semen. And Jeremy wrote a headline about it. Of course he did. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. Bob says how to get back public opinion. Trash Johnny Ace. That'll do it. That'll do it. God damn it, he's done it, pal. Uh, he has done it. <laughs> Well, this, this was a great match. Uh, El Rey Velez says, I liked when Danielson came inside the ring and played with Justin Roberts' tie. That was after Dynamite, but uh, that was a good shout to a, a fun wink and a nod. Not a wink and a nod. It was it was an overt reference. Yeah. <laughs> but Stuplexer says, I'm ac absolutely convinced that Tony Khan booked Caster versus Danielson tonight just for the Johnny Ace line I popped. Well, it was Bowens versus Danielson, but it also played into the off-air, kind of on-air feud between Tony Khan and the Acclaimed. Like, Tony Khan and the Acclaimed have had, like, a feud where he's had Lil Uzi Vert pop up, and he straight up said on social media, I booked this match so Anthony Bowens would get his head kicked in. <laughs> I I like that. This is this is harmless fun, I thought. I Yeah, I I liked this match being booked, and I like in general when... People in a tag team can also have singles matches. That's just yeah. fun. We saw it with Nick Jackson and, and Brian Danielson, right? What a fantastic match that was. So I think that's great. Why not? Especially since this wasn't going to be anything super consequential, right? Like Danielson's in a feud. So why not put one of, if not the best wrestlers in the world on the show against someone who I don't want to say has been overlooked because I think especially while Caster was out, like Bowens did gain a lot of attention. Yes. I love Bowens because he's from my area. He's um, great. He's, he's great. He's fantastic. And I've, I've gotten to see him in New Jersey a lot. So I, I can't say enough great things about him. There were a lot of really fun spots in this match. I really liked when uh, Bowens was out of the ring 
and he put Daniel Bryanson, Daniel Bryanson, <laughs> yep, American Dragon Nielsen on his shoulders and slammed him into the apron. Like, I just thought he's very good at creative, but ring psychologically sound stuff. Like, I really like that with Bowen. So that was great to see. They're really good at hitting you with high energy openers. And this was certainly that. And I also made the joke that you can tell a more dominant Brian Danielson win because his chest is only medium red and not like a scarlet <laughs> chopped up, scratched up, bright, bright red. Uh, this was just like a nice medium, like a, a six on a scale of one to 10. So this was a, a great match. And I, I love that they continue. And we talked about this before, but worth noting again, that Danielson wins with a variety of moves. I really like that rather than he hit his finisher. And now this, I, I, he uses a few different things and for someone with as widespread of an arsenal as he has, I love that. So keep that going. But I, yeah, yeah I really liked this. I liked it a lot. New punk rant says, uh, watching Tony Khan having fun warms my heart and his feud with the acclaimed is top tier. He's delightful. Uh, yes, he is. This is it's harmless stuff. I encourage you guys check out an article I wrote about Anthony Bowens two and a half years ago, where I interviewed him at length, spoke to Santino Morella. I spoke to an anonymous WDB performance center source uh, about his tryout. We talked about him doing commercial work and stuff. And I kind of uncovered in that interview that WDB forgot to sign him. They, they were going to sign him and they forgot they to forgot. sign him. When I started to poke around and ask somebody there, they're like, why are you like, shouldn't you have to go through PR to interview him? And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, isn't he coming in? And I said, no, pal, he's not. And they were like, he's supposed to be coming in. They were supposed to hire him. I thought that messing up contracts was a newer thing with the non-compete. No. Apparently they forgot. Hot Brent Lockman says one of the strengths of the AEW roster, it has so much history to play on at a moment's notice. They're willing to do so. And they it's not just their history. They play off of other companies' history, which I really like. I think that helps to having a more adult fan base because they're they're sparky. They pick up on those things as we saw later in the night where my head exploded. <clears throat> Brent says, uh, Bowen's not looking out of place with Brian freaking Danielson was a thing to behold. He's good. He's so, so good. Uh, New Punk Rant says, that match was great. The acclaimed deserve a push. That Punk Kingston promo was my segment of the year. I wish WCW won. Uh, I'm glad WCW didn't win. Um, I don't think we'd be in a much better spot. Uh, we've got a bunch more super chats. Ryan Sullivan said, how did Kate's not mind not explode with Kenny and Punk? What's this in reference to? It did. I don't know why Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> Eddie, <you meant> Eddie. <laughs> oh, okay. Eddie, Eddie and Punk. Eddie and Punk. Yeah, no, my mind did explode. I melted. I, I'm i not actually here right now. I'm not like in my body. That is my favorite promo since I started watching wrestling versus my favorite, favorite promo since Punk had left in the ring at the same time. And we can get into it whenever you want. But if you well, want let's, to get into it now. Let's go ahead and get into it. CM Punk comes out. He wants an apology for Eddie Kingston interrupting him last week. Eddie Kingston doesn't come out at first, and then he's he's encouraged a little bit more, and then he does so. I, I honestly thought this promo started off so lame. It was Punk being like, say you're sorry. <laughs> and Eddie Kingston's like, "What? why could you possibly be that upset? Get over it. 
And Eddie Kingston doing the tiniest violin thing. I was like, ah, oh, this is so bad. And then it got good really, really quick. And then it got great even, even quicker than that. This was so good. This was Eddie Kingston saying that CM Punk looked down on him. And Punk said, no, we all looked down on you because we knew you could do better. And you didn't fulfill that potential. Oh, this was so good because Eddie Kingston does not like hearing the truth. Everybody is the hero of their own story, Kate. And Eddie Kingston like acknowledges he doesn't look like the prototypical star and all that stuff. And you don't have to, but it helps. Yeah. And we've never seen Eddie Kingston look like that. And CM Punk says, we knew what you could be and you never became that. And Eddie Kingston's like, yeah, well, maybe you should just hit the bricks for another seven years. And they fight. Because they're going to fight at full gear. But that one set CM Punk off. El Rey Velez says, Love the Punk and Kingston segment so much. Uh, two of my favorite promos in wrestling. This went from, like, I thought corny to amazing. In a hurry. Yeah, and there was another line in there that I loved where Eddie said, Fight me at full gear. And Punk said, Oh, I thought, like, Dark and Elevation were more yes. your scene, basically. I loved that. So not only did I love how personal and vicious this felt. But I also loved that this continued kind of what Danielson was saying. So you kind of have like another layer of the same story for Eddie, where Danielson was saying, put in the work outside of the ring. And, uh, you know, Kingston was saying that, that punk is cheered as this hero and was holding him back. And punk just adding a little bit more fuel onto that same fire by saying, no, we saw the potential in you and you weren't putting in the work essentially. So I liked the continuity there because I think we're seeing such a different heel version of Eddie than we saw when he initially came in and then turned face for Mox. And Eddie is just so great. This reminded me a lot on the other side of the coin, but very similar to how personal it got with Moxley when he said, I looked your mother in the eye and told her I would look out for you. And that's why when the ring exploded i did what i did like he's so great at making this it just doesn't feel like a promo with either of these guys which is the best promo in my opinion so i really really liked how this segment unfolded in a vacuum how quickly they were able to turn up the gas on it was in a va i thought it was in a ring sean you know what i mean that's impressive that they're running shows in vacuums now. I mean, no wonder they're selling it out. Matt Reichel says, killer episode of The Distraction yesterday, Kate, in an otherwise crappy day. But tonight, what a killer promo by Punk and Kingston. Yes, uh, Kate hosted The Distraction yesterday. We had a bunch of sort of switches to our shows. We had Suge Dunkerton on Listen Your Boy Wednesday, one of the best we've ever done. We've had a lot of like adjustments to the schedule this week. <laughs> so make sure you guys go and check those out. Mike Peterson says that Punk and Eddie segment made me geek the hell out, which meant Kate was in heaven. <laughs> yeah, no, you're correct. That that whole thing felt so great. I, it, It's amazing how quickly they built up a feud, considering it's like a week from now. Like, that's all you needed. Dan Janoff says another great episode of Rampage. Both matches were great, along with that line from Max Caster. But that segment between Kingston and Punk was everything I'd hope for and more. Well, the fact that you're mentioning both matches instead of all three matches tells me all I need to know about what you thought about the other match, which we will be getting to shortly. 
but Cena, Cena Nuffs says Punk Kingston still has me buzzing. Absolute fire, a promo masterclass by both men. Roman saying that that worked me into a shoot. It did. Like, I, I was like, ah, oh, this isn't good. And then within like 40 seconds, bam, they had me. All I needed was that that realism, that that story. And it's not tough to like kind of see that that punk is aloof. He is an aloof personality. I, I am an aloof personality. I assume everybody's being a dick all the time. <laughs> punk does too. And as a result, he kind of seems like a dick. So it's not a surprise that that plays off so well right there. It, it, it's working really well. Mark Losper says, purchasing nine hours of Eddie Kingston chat, please. If you want to talk about a, a pickup that has paid dividends for this company, he wasn't getting like WWE offers. He, he had tryouts. Impact had brought him in. He had done some stuff, but he had never got this run, Kate. No, and I listened to his episode of Talk is Jericho, and he said he knew he lost the WWE tryout where he when he said, where I come from, we believe in Tupac more than Santa Claus. And they thought that was like the edgiest thing they'd ever heard. And like, they couldn't bring it on TV. And he was like, Oh, that was like very tame for the things that I do and say, like, it was not a fit. Uh, So this feels like a perfect home for him. And it was kind of born out of demand. People wanted Eddie Kingston signed after his match with Cody. And if you look at the promo that he gave then, which is crazy because he had no history with the company at all. The problem we cut on Cody before that match was also great. So just another example of AEW listening to their fans being like, it's trending on Twitter to sign Eddie Kingston. We'll go sign Eddie Kingston. And I was overjoyed because I'm just, I'm the biggest Eddie fan. (laughs) New Punk Rant says CM Punk calling it in the ring. He's starting to show some tendencies, but Punk has made my 2021 from seeing his return to everything else. I love AEW. We're starting to see a little bit more layers, a little bit, uh, a few more layers to punk other than I'm really happy to be here. We're starting to see his past catch up with him from people who have have lived it with him. And I think this is the guy to do that because everything else felt like a one off. This feels like his first like real feud and it's definitely going to be his hardest hitting match i think as well so we'll see how that goes daniel r says kingston took a shot at wwe and admitted it yeah i mean harmless i don't give a shit i love it i think it's i think it's good i took that more as a as an roh thing actually because they were talking about old locker rooms and he said the only pro wrestling company left and punk had made that whole thing about roh being pro wrestling that's how i interpreted it you know what that's funny that's you know what that. that could that could be true Van Twinblade says St. Louis show was effing amazing. Uh, Tony Khan apparently came out afterwards and said he's going to make it up for you guys moving the pay-per-view and all that. Speaking of Ryan Evans says any news with fight getting full gear or will it be bleacher report only this time in the States Uh, is not available on fight as of now, but it is available in theaters and uh, over like regular pay-per-view providers. Thick Astley says, with the amount of main event talent AEW has, how many tag team members can realistically have a singles run? Lucha Bros, notwithstanding, have to see some of these guys go solo. Uh, I've got to see the the FTW title expand a little bit more, and then we'll we'll see where that goes. Because like doing a, a tag run is not a step back in AEW. No, it is. It's 
a protected heavy spot. ShotKid29 says, The last week stunk, but Rampage helped, along with your cover, because it's all about the budge. Keeping my fingers crossed, Athena, Mia Yim, Taya Valkyrie, and Keith Lee are soon all elite. I'd be shocked if Ember Moon doesn't get signed. Yeah. Shocked. I mean, Bollywood. that's so just... What an incredible fit and something different than yes. the rest of the women's division has right now. Butler Lasagna says, just wanted to say thanks for all the good work and happy Humper Chats. That's right, guys. Get in your Humper Chats at the stream yard or the Stream Labs link at the top of our chat. And please leave a thumbs up on this video. He says, Bowens and Danielson blew my mind. I, I've known that Bowens was this good for like, th like ever since I did that article. And I watched his work and I was like, holy crap. And Santino Morello was singing his praises in that interview. I think later that year, I think, I think I even mentioned to Cody Rhodes. I was like, Anthony Bowens, pick him up. He's yeah, out there. That guy rules. <laughs> Ryan Sullivan said, uh, Dan Housen called out Max Caster and Aubrey because Dan Housen's, or Dan Housen's cheating tweet to Aubrey was the highlight of my night. Uh, get well <laughs> soon, Dan Housen. Uh, please support him. There, There's a GoFundMe link all over, all over the web. Brian Danielson's facing Rocky Romero on dynamite rocky romero is the forbidden door i wish he'd get a job glennie says what do you make of that next week i mean it gives me hope that like this this forbidden door is is no longer a door with a, a bolt lock it is a is a screen door blowing in a country wind rocky romero popping up at impact coordinating new japan interviews He's on cartoons now, and now he's doing AEW again. Like, I, I, I think this is a good sign, Kate. I think so, too. And if you're not familiar with him, become familiar with him and the many hats he wears because he's kind of great at, like, all of them, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> also, the, the many eye patches he wears. Valab says, well, what I make of it is it's not Danielson versus Chico El Luchador, Rocky's old gimmick, of course. Yes. <laughs> But we had the bunny versus red velvet. We did. <laughs> TBS. I think it's the TBS title tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, if this was on here and it wasn't, uh, let me tell you, their timing was off in this. There were a couple of leg lariats that, <laughs> that missed by a mile. And they got, they fortunately got bailed out by the, the camera work, but it's like, it just wasn't there for this, this, this was a misfire for me. It just, I, I didn't think it was good. Uh, I always think that Red Velvet's theme is good. They need to find and establish some more mid-card heels because it seems like it's just alley all the time. It's bunny all the time. Yeah, so a few things. My dad always jokes like when you, <laughs> like... If you go to a restaurant, you can't complain that the food was bad and the portions were too small. That's kind of how sure. I feel about this match. It was four minutes long, which is not any yeah. better than the Queen's Court. Was it four <laughs> minutes long? It was four minutes long, and wow. it wasn't great. So, like, it was too short and not very good. And I gotta just wonder what anybody is doing working for Matt Hardy. Like, I just feel <laughs> like they're constantly losing Allie is is I, dropping all I'll, over the place. I'll tell you what they're doing. They're getting on TV. That's what they're doing. They're getting on TV. Not to the tune of any victory. Because let's see. 
if if you're not working for Matt Hardy and you don't get on TV, you don't get a chance at the TV winner's purse. But even if you lose most of the time, you're getting that shot. You're getting that shot. And I mean, I didn't think this was like a terrible match. It's just I saw two of those kicks, leg lariats that, that whiffed, and I was just like, eh. Uh, Volob says, I like Red Velvet. She needs to ditch the overdrive. I hate it. No, I actually like her overdrive. She hits it with uh, pretty high accuracy. She does it out of the scissors kick sometimes. I think she does really, really well out of it. But uh, it's not for everyone, for sure. Yeah, no, overall, she's just been a little inconsistent. Like, when she's been good, she's been great. And then when she's been bad, it's been really not good. So hopefully, as she continues to learn and grow, she'll just gain some consistency. Astray says, I'm excited for the TBS title. Though I'm a bit worried if Cargill wins since she really can't wrestle long matches yet. You don't have to wrestle long matches. You can be dom- of a dominant champion in a couple of minutes if you need to be. Backstage, we see Andrade paying MJF, and he basically reveals that he's renting the uh, the team of FTR to Andrade. Uh, FTR get a title run. Uh, Andrade gets help. MJF gets money. And we get Dax versus Pac. This seems like a win. This seems really great. I popped for MJF calling them the greatest luchadors of all time. I don't know. Yes. Like, they've been saying that, but it just really made me laugh in this segment. I could have done without Pac being a British bitch because I'm so <laughs> sick of falls yes. and bitches. Apologies. Uh, so, Was it MJF. No, oh, I blow my nose. <laughs> uh, MJF taking on Darby Allen at full gear. If you guys want to see more Darby Allen, you can check out the new Fightful magazine at fightfulmag.com. Cover story on Darby Allen. We have an exclusive interview that I did with Dominic Mysterio, Taylor Hendricks's tribute to Daphne Unger, Shaza McKenzie wrote the Wrestlers Tribune, taking a look at the Australian scene. We take a look at the return of Becky Lynch, plus. An article on wrestling, mega fans, retro gaming, so much more. Uh, even even a look at Joshi Pro Wrestling. Like, check it out. Fightfulmag.com. You guys are gonna love it. You can check out our back issues as well, physical or digital. Be a pal. Check it out. You know, the only kind of negative with Fightful Magazine is that the content is just dated and it's not evergreen. It is evergreen, Kate. What? It is evergreen. <laughs> Oh my god. That's what we call an alley oop for those of you watching. Yeah. Backstage, <laughs> Jurassic Express and Christian talk about laying that ass whooping on the elite. Challenge them to a match. I am ready for this to move on after this, but the match is going to be really great. But this leads to our main event. John Silver, Adam Cole. Now, I saw some people saying, oh, well, how would they know what this means? How will they know what this means? Uh, what? How do these people know what, what budge means? Well, probably because commentary explained it like three times tonight. <laughs> uh, there is a bit on being the elite where John Silver wants Adam Cole to cut his hair, become his manager, which is a reference to his WWE pitches, and rename him Budge. Uh, Adam Cole is not having it, and... There will be some people that are like, oh my God, Adam Cole's doing this. The whole the, the whole preface of this is 
Adam Cole does not want to do this. Correct. Adam Cole hates this. Adam Cole hates the comedy. He hates the jokes. He hates John Silver for being like this. And he wants to beat John Silver's ass. And what we got was an incredible match. They had me sold a couple times, Kate. Yeah, me too. Me you too. Got, you got Cole selling CTE like it's like it's October 1995. Shawn Michaels ready to collapse in the ring. And we're going to hear, tell me a lie, say that you won't go, all that stuff. Stuff that you don't know because you didn't tune in for 15 more years, Kate. How dare you? Do you know the words that, do you know the words that tell me a lie? You don't, you don't even know what it is. I don't. That's your, that's your homework assignment. That's okay. I love my homework. I ask people all the time to go back and watch stuff. Your homework assignment is to watch the tell me a lie video. It's like two minutes and then eventually sing it on the air. But anyway. Adam Cole selling the hell out of this concerto. And Adam Cole is main event quality. John Silver has been, he's been on the the TNT title level. And they made me think that Adam Cole was about to lose because of that concerto. Oh, this ruled. So a few things that I really liked about this is that we saw, to your point about the budge stuff too, Listen, if you're enough of a dork to be watching wrestling at 10 o'clock at night on a Friday, you're probably up to speed with that. But they did also reference it on Dynamite if you didn't. So I like that, too. If you were like, wait, what the hell are they talking about? Like, you probably looked it up for something in between or asked somebody about what this was. Um, So I like that if you're going to do something silly like that or reference BTE, there was a little bit of groundwork laid for that. And even with the concerto kind of being such a focal point in this story, John Silver also mentioned that on Wednesday as well. So I thought that was just really nice carryover from what we saw on Dynamite because Rampage isn't always something that's moving storylines forward. It's kind of just continuing them rather than being a place where they pivot a ton so far. Uh, I just, this match was great. I think I've said this before too, that like anytime members of the Dark Order get in the ring because they're so silly, Sometimes, like, Stu Grayson's probably the biggest one out of that. I, we saw it with Angels, too. Like, you sometimes you forget how good these guys are because they're so silly. But, man, can they work. And Cole is just fantastic. He is so seamlessly adjusted to this. And I remember Joe Holbert saying, actually, on the distraction when I wasn't taking it over, that, you know, Cole had never really worked huge crowds before. NXT yeah. was always... Not in a vacuum, but in a, at full sale. Might as well have been. Might as well have been, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're working in front of the same fans every single week, too. Same fans every single time. And, you know, in the pandemic, they weren't even, there was no shot of them traveling even when they were on TV. So it's not like um, he, he had ever worked crowds this big, essentially, which was a great point from Joe which is why I'm bringing it up now. Like he's so seamlessly transitioned into that. Like that can be a real stumbling block for some people. He just feels very at home here. His selling was fantastic. Like he is just so great at so many aspects of professional wrestling and him and Silver just had like that chemistry too. Like this is the first main event that I don't know if it was better than Danielson and Bowens, but didn't feel like the main event went on first. It felt like those were like kind of at least equal matches. And I really appreciate it. When you look at AEW's roster, they've got so much talent that can be perceived as top talent. And you talk Cody Rhodes, you've talked Kenny Omega, Adam Cole. 
not not only that, their tag team champions feel like top guys at all times. They're TNT champion. They're women's champion. They've got so many interchangeable people. Punk and Brian Danielson. John Moxley when he's healthy. So many different people that you can put a CM Punk segment, a Brian Danielson match, an Adam Cole match on Rampage. Alicia says, I want Cole, I kind of want Cole to be the one to beat Punk, Danielson, and eventually Page for the title. Hangman Page, I even forgot. Like at the top. You just say Kenny Omega. They're, they're like, so I know. They're they're rolling like eight to ten deep of really protected top guys. Now, eventually, these people will lose. And then you know what? They'll win a bunch again after that. And they'll be okay. They're gonna be fine. Yeah. They're those- gonna be fine. Those losses matter in that they'll make whoever they're against look really important. Yes. And I heard someone describe it as MJF too. Oh my MJF, god! Yeah, like Jesus. Someone said there's definitely a top of the card, but it doesn't feel like there's a mid card or something, which I thought was really well described. Like it doesn't feel like you're getting a step down when you get into that quote unquote mid card at all, as far as the caliber of talent you're getting. Sammy Guevara. This is one thing that's really great about stables too is they kind of let you bleed into that we didn't mention jungle boy like so well sometimes jesus like jericho was their first champion for like six months and then they're they're the the blacks the packs the andrades of the world there's miro there's orange cassidy there's so many like they're so deep and you don't have to see everybody every week now should they be putting people like Ricky Starks on TV more so people don't assume that his neck's broken still? Yeah. Darby. <laughs> Darby. Goodness. Sting. There's a guy named Sting. Sting. <laughs> I think I have one very nitpicky thing, but does carry a little bit of weight to it, is that when we get these mega stable feuds, sometimes they drag on a really long time. And part of that is because I feel like we have so many, especially with, all of the inner circle feuds that we've seen so far, there's constantly these very long promo segments where either everyone has to talk or like everyone's involved. And those, yeah. I think they could pull back on a little bit and then put those Ricky Starks type guys on your TV for a little bit longer, or I don't know, more women. Um, so those, those feel like they drag a little bit in, in my opinion, like those stable versus stable things can really take a, take a minute to get resolved. <laughs> also Luther. Um, also Luther always. Ken Shiro says, Cole going, you think a little brain damage will stop me? I'm built different. Then selling the concerto all match was class. That was good. Like he he thinks that he can do it, but it doesn't matter. That's the that's how a concussion works. Doesn't matter how tough you are. Yeah. Ali, Alicia said she really thought that Adam Cole was going to uh uh, lose like five times and DeLeo says I like how Cole hates the comedy but is willing to be goofy with the elite when it benefits him and gets him wins I'm I'm so intrigued about the future of Adam Cole especially with Kyle O'Reilly's deal up next month the the indisputed era versus the elite is something that could actually happen oh, I man. would love I said this uh to Alex as well that the idea of like Adam Cole being the child of two divorced parents, like that would be so incredible yeah. for a story to me. I think it would be awesome. Man, there's there's so much in intrigue there. 
Miguel says, John Silver needs more of a singles push. His sarcastic remarks to piss off a heel during a promo is great. Great main event match tonight. He is a very effective babyface troll in that it's it's a it's a good way to just get under the skin of people. Yes, agreed entirely. Ryan Sullivan says, Kate doesn't know tell me a lie. No, she doesn't. Oh, but are are you gonna? Are you gonna? I will. I'll sing it. Do you know the stuff I'm saying on podcasts before? Justin Todd. Lisa and I are saying LFO on a SmackDown podcast. It's, I mean, that's good. RIP Rich, by the way. Uh, Justin Todd says, as a new wrestling fan, I can honestly say watching Brian's matches in AEW have brought my training to a new level. He's oh. simply incredible. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it has. I mean, they got people dropping cucumber lines out there. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes your crop of cucumbers doesn't doesn't grow in too well. It's a little, little soggy. Maybe a little... Boom. A little soft. Not great. But if you want a harder erect penis... Check out BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. Yes, the podcast that complains about Jericho's promos wants you to check out BlueChew.com and the code Fightful. The same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work, but they work on your schedule. That's it? Your schedule. Your schedule. Not your you doctors, people. not not your doctors, not your pharmacies, because you don't have to wait in line there. You fill out their questionnaire, and if you get approved, it's prescribed and shipped straight to your door. Use the promo code FIGHTFUL. Get your first shipment free. Hot diggity dog. This is, this is not just for people that have a problem. It's for that performance. Everybody wants that performance. Put... Put the difficulty level on easy for a change. Turn those sliders all the way up with Blue Chew and the code Fightful. How's it going, Kate? Good. I was just thinking there's no cucumber emoji. Just the eggplant. Isn't that weird? It kind of is. I mean, the eggplant has become like the the international penis symbol at this point. I know, and as someone who genuinely eats eggplant, <laughs> do you? Well, like, what do you eat eggplant on? Like, like the chicken parmesan, or just in general? You eat an eggplant raw out here? What are you doing? <laughs> Literally today, I visited my sister in New York. We went to this iconic Chinese restaurant, and they had stuffed eggplant for anybody who wants okay. to take it further. But I've also had. Like an eggplant lasagna situation? Yeah, an yeah of course. Farm. Yeah, good stuff. Oh. oh, there's pickles. Now, come on. Mm. We we can't compare a pickle to a cucumber. It's I mean, a different... You, you, I mean, you can. You, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be very normal to compare <laughs> a cucumber to a pickle. They are the same in some ways. And for but, the record, comparing apples to oranges also... They're fruit. Pretty reasonable. Yes. They're round reasonable. and they're fruit. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to compare an apple to, like, a horse or something, sure. That would be weird. I get it. I mean, if you wanted to compare apple to, to semen, even reasonable, <laughs> according to Brian Danielson, he says they're tree semen. So, I mean, yeah. What a fun SAT exercise. 
Volob says, I'm losing my mind on the idea AEW could have both Keith Lee and Shane Taylor. If I'm AEW, especially with all the criticisms of representation, a lot of people don't have any idea that Shane Taylor, who gained a much bigger following this past year, and Keith Lee, who saw his profile decline over the last year, they were tag team partners in ROH. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, that would be good. People ask him when Roderick Strong's contract is done. I hate to be the one to break the news to you, but I broke it on Fightful Select earlier this year. He signed a new contract. Sorry. (laughs) Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We've got tons of news there. Genuinely, guys, I just want to say, I I just want to say, it is the best subscription service in wrestling. It has more exclusive news than anywhere in wrestling. It has, in addition to that, Seven weekly shows. Then Rob Wilkins is popping in and being like, hey, I'm going to do retro shows. Then Alex, anytime he gets a little too pissed off, it's like, let me do another show. I do a Q&A show. FightfulSelect.com. Please check it out. It would mean an awful lot. Oh, man. But what if I don't have $20 a month, Sean? Well, you know what? It's also the most cost-effective premium wrestling news service. There is 16 cents a day, five bucks a month. You can even do 10 bucks a month if you want early access to stuff. My God. I have 16 cents a day. Good today. I have made you look great today. (laughs) Hot tag, Sean. That's what I said. The most subscribed wrestling property in the existence of Patreon. Here's the thing. Don't you want to be cool? Yeah. If you want to be cool. Like, every person I've ever known has said, are you cool? And I'm like, well, yeah, I run FightfulSelect.com. And they go, okay, you're cool. Because if you were going to tell me that you didn't subscribe, I would push you in a locker and I'd say, well, hey, man, I run the thing. And they don't don't even try. Yeah, they're like, oh, Not that that would be the case. I would would totally beat their asses. But still, but still, people people ask if it... uh, comes to the top 10 SRS Bluetooth ad. There's there's 30 40 minute compilations on YouTube with like 40,000 views. Um somebody says are Select and Patreon the same thing? Yes, we ne- I never use the term Patreon to promote it because one day in the distant distant future uh we will move away from that but it will still be fightfulselect.com but that's where you can go. ShotKid29 says, new member right here, but want to do the theatrical Lord of the Rings length NXT 2.0 reviews back, Sean. Nope. They they went 17 minutes overtime this week. They're going to be fine doing a two-hour show. I would like to sleep before 2 a.m. Sorry, not sorry. I edit those podcasts. If maybe the day comes that Alex and Kate show up and start editing their own audio, inserting the ads adding the thumbnails, doing all that, then maybe. maybe. We had a conversation offline trying to justify our 17-minute overage, which I think was fair, which was that, like, the review part was done in two hours. The wheel of impressions that brings in Super Chats, which is the money. I mean, listen, when when that show started, I said, Alex can review it, because I ain't. And as long as it breaks even, I'm happy. It is a moneymaker. I will say that. It is a moneymaker, but they do peter off after about two hours and 15 minutes. So. How unreasonable. <laughs> so, 
Yes. Uh, guys, get in your humper chats yeah. in the Streamlabs link. We do have a couple of them. A uh, big thank you to our friend Luis, who is uh, always <laughs> always gathering them. Hannah says, having Sean yell penis over my car speakers at 11 p.m. wasn't something I needed. Hannah driving home from SmackDown with her children. TDX <laughs> says... No cucumber emojis because Undertaker designed them. He's like afraid of pickles or cucumbers or something like that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm learning a lot tonight. Luis says, give me Future Shock uh, versus the Elite. Oh, I think it'll happen eventually. Wyatt 12 says, give me Young Bucks, Undisputed Era, The Kingdom, and an Adam Cole on a pole match. <laughs> or or they could dig a hole and it's an Adam Cole in a hole match. Ooh, I kind of like that better because I feel like the comedic stuff would be yes. really wonderful. Michael Branson says, apple is to tree as blank is to penis. Semen. Nailed we, it. We said this. We said this. Uh, Dan Janoff says, you need to see John Silver's tweet showing the new Bud shirt. It's a picture of him and Reynolds kissing Cole saying forever and always budge. They are very smart at mar marketing things and merchandising it while it's hot. and then. You sell you sell your hundred or two hundred shirts and you move on. Yeah, that's the benefit of like print to order. <laughs> yes. Chris Rain says the card for dynamite looks amazing. So excited to see it live. Just hope it isn't in a vacuum. <laughs> What's wrong with going to a show in a have you been to a show in a vacuum? I've not. I've it. been to some shows that sucked though. Ayo! <laughs> Uh, for Dynamite, we have Seidel and Moriarty against Rush and Mar uh, Leo Rush and Martin. We got Pack and Dax. We got Reba Baker and Jamie Hayter against Rosa Conchi and Anna. J or yeah, Rosa Conti and Anna J. And then Danielson, Rocky Romero. It's going to be a lot of fun. You guys can still send Humper chats and Super chats. Humper chats are greater than super chats. And if they, you didn't know that by the name, you really should have. They are. Also, uh, shout out to our friends at WrestleTalk for building an audience on Streamlabs already. Uh, thank you huh. all so much uh, because they got people kind of accustomed to using Streamlabs. And yeah, but uh, please leave a thumbs up on this video as well. I know I've been bugging you guys an awful lot for that, but it helps the uh, the algorithm. Fran Chili says, as someone who was born in Chile, it's sickening to see what's happening to Katrina Cortez. Her visa ends in 30 days and has to go back to Chile when she sells everything she owns. Wrestling is still huge in South America. What a waste. Um, this is infuriating, quite frankly. And thank you, Fran. That was a very generous super chat. So when I was asking, when I asked Buddy Murphy, he had his 90 days. Then he had like 60 days to figure it out. And obviously he was able to procure that with New Japan Strong. I really think in this situation, when somebody has to have a visa procured, WWE should be like, we don't care if it's an NXT deal. We don't care if it's a main roster deal. You're going to get the 90 days. You're going to yeah. get some time to sort your shit out. And, and yeah, I, I just think that's the best thing to do. Uh, we're going to have more news on her release and what creative plans didn't exist on Fightful Select. But this is heartbreaking. But the benefit is she has like decades in front of her if she wants. Yes. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's 
It's the doing it the same day you take a $190 million profit this quarter victory lap too. That is so disturbing because you could afford those extra two months for them. Indeed. Uh, Tom Brady, I'm sure it's that Tom Brady. As as we've learned, NFL quarterbacks have nothing better to do than talk shit on the internet today. Um, He says, do you think we'll get any real footage of Walter versus Cesaro? That's a must watch for me. If WDB was smart, they would put that on Peacock. Uh, I think we'll get fan cam footage. I sincerely hope so. And, uh, you know, congrats on your historic career, Tom Brady. Thanks for joining us today. Now, I got to say, I actually enjoyed SmackDown tonight. But (laughs) right now, 50 minutes into our show, we have one chat about SmackDown. And I thought this was a good show. Um, I did not. So <laughs> I enjoy maybe it. people are thinking more like I am. Hannah also saying to leave a thumbs up. Uh, that does help us a lot. Hannah, if you're driving, stop she's home. She's home. Leave. Oh, okay. But I mean, here's the difference, Kate. I was in a vacuum when I watched this show. Well, I guess going into, into vacuums makes you enjoy shows more. So maybe yeah, I get was... off my back. And it was a nice one. Like, I've got a Dyson. Like a like, Dyson. I, I got that new contract money, so it was a Dyson. Was it one of the ones, like, where you don't have to even put a bag in? You can just, like, empty yes. it out? Yes. Well, you see, just dump it out. maybe I should start watching my shows in vacuums. Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns comes out, and he's not happy about Jimmy Uso losing to King Xavier Woods. He's not happy about it, so Jimmy Uso's sure. like, I'm going to take care of it. I will take care of it. I'll make him acknowledge you. And if you forgot, WDB mentioned it 732 times, the loser would bend the knee either to Xavier Woods or Roman Reigns. Harmless stipulation. Annoying by the time they got to it, Kate. What did you think of the stipulation? Stipulation, I thought was kind of fun. If you're going to be delivering me sports entertainment, at least it's entertaining. I was really hoping the bend of the knee thing would have been like someone just egregiously abusing that term, like just bending their knee, but actually (laughs) getting down on the ground or something. I could use them starting a SmackDown with any other storyline. I get why they do it because they're trying to draw people in with their biggest star, but I think it would just be refreshing to, to kind of maybe change it up for a couple of weeks. I do too. Uh, Roman Reigns drops a line saying SmackDown sucked without me. It was almost as bad as Raw. There have been an awful lot on the show, on social media, a lot of wink and nods to, we know this show sucks. We know this angle sucks. We know this storyline is stupid. Can they coexist? I think instead of that, they should make the show good. Ooh, that is a scorching hot take, Sean. Yeah, it's insulting. It's insulting after a while. Uh, and to do it this consistently is ridiculous. I kind of bit a little bit for it because it's Roman Reigns taking a shot at another brand and what I assume is brand supremacy season. So it at least got 
a little bit of a sugar coat from me on that. I just saw you saying leave a thumbs up, humpers, and now I'm trying to focus because that made me laugh. Yeah, leave a thumbs up, humpers. Then I said <laughs> thumbs, thumbs up, humpers. Thumbs up plus humpers equals thumpers. Thumpers. Leave, leave us some thumpers. Leave skaters some thumpers. Leave us some thumpers. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd make the show good if you know it sucks. And because it's been bad so persistently, if you had had like a couple of off weeks and done this, I would have been like, all right, you're sorting stuff out. You just had the draft, blah, blah, blah. It's been bad for like a year and a half for the most part. So I don't know. Do a better show. Also, a uh, shout out to Roman Reigns for being willing to get sexually harassed on the internet because you knew it was coming. You knew, you knew the mouths were going to be watering when he said, I was naked on a beach last week, a private island. Oh, you, you just, I, w- I was like, I don't even want to refresh this timeline right now. And it was, it was what we thought it was. Oh boy. Sure was. I can't believe the week that Hannah is at SmackDown. I don't get to see her thirst tweets about Roman Reigns saying That's, that on my timeline. Well, <laughs> I hear that Kofi saw her in the crowd and said, Hey, I know you from Twitter. And she was like, Oh no. <laughs> Uh, I just made my whole night. So speaking of New Day, <laughs> Bloodline, we've got the match that happens, and it is a rad match. Oh my god, Xavier Woods! I- I'm going to say this about another spot tonight, but one of the reasons why I like why I like wrestling and I like this, I want to see something I've never seen before. I want to see something done that uh, done better than I've ever seen it before. Xavier Woods did the best flying leg drop I have ever seen in my entire life during this match. And it's a move that we don't really see a lot of at all. Uh, Jimmy Uso busted out a great super Samoan drop. I love this match. I did not love that it ended on a roll up. I'd rather it be a small package an inside cradle, just some other pin besides the old roll up. I don't like that. Give me a different pin, a rolling prawn hold, a victory roll, like something. Hurricane Rana. Schoolboy. Not a schoolboy. <laughs> but the leg drop was the best I've ever seen. Let's talk about the match. I thought it ruled. Okay, so I thought the match was great. I was just a little frustrated because I had a hard time. It. I know it was great because I got interested in it. I've seen this matchup or some variation of this matchup so many times that in the beginning I was bored uh which is unfair because they're great but we've just seen these these competitors face each other a lot that being said it really picked up and it it got my attention right back so I really really liked a lot of the matches all the spots that you mentioned were fantastic it's nice to see Xavier Woods getting some spotlight I think Kofi being Kofi and having been there so long before Xavier Woods was even a part of the company and Big E just being such a fan favorite. Not that Xavier ever got lost, but he was never like in the spotlight. It's nice to see him shine a little bit. And he definitely did in this match. So this was great. Uh, this was great afterwards. The the knee was not bent fully. It was not. It was not bent fully. And Roman and, uh, the bloodline attack. Now they're, they're clearly going to do Biggie Roman at survivor series. But I, I was saying before this Kate on our shows, like it made a lot of sense for you to spend two months doing Xavier and Kofi. 
Xavier, King of the Ring. He's winning again. He keeps winning, and that's yeah. important to me. Make the winning matter, and SmackDown's been doing that. And Kofi is always going to be former WWE champion. Kofi Kingston won the title at WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera. He's always going to have that, and he'll always be eligible to be like seen in that light. Ian says, we're not expecting a setup towards King Xavier versus Roman. He won't win, but Roman will put him over big. Do I think they'll win? No, but do I think anybody will beat him before like another year from now? No. So I would love to see some good stories, good matches, and I think they can lean into that with these guys. Yeah, the only thing that I wish was different was I wish this was just a cross-brand feud and the New Day was all together at the same brand. Like that would just make it make so much more sense to me. I could see where they're going. I could see the handwriting on the wall. But considering we're heading into Survivor Series, wouldn't it be neat <laughs> if they were yeah. all in one brand and this just got built, especially because the thing that blows my mind the most about it is the draft didn't go into effect for three weeks after the draft happened. So you could have used that entire window to do exactly this, which yes. makes no sense. So that's my only complaint about it, but I like the way the story is being built out. I like Xavier winning, not only because you should feel strong going into it, but it makes King of the Ring actually mean something a little bit as well. So just putting some prestige back on that tournament, I think is a great call too. Daniel R says, not big and loud noises, would love a vacuum show. <laughs> and we have Aaron H saying, so glad SmackDown nailed the card for Survivor Series tonight because the show is in two weeks. Oh, wait. I got people saying, hey, Sean, you coming to New York? You coming to Survivor Series? I wasn't given media information about this. WWE asked me like multiple times, like two months ago. You coming in? You coming in? I don't know, guys. What are you doing for media? I don't know if they know what they're doing for the card, much less what yeah. they'd be doing for a dope like me to come there. And, and I just have no idea. But and you're our dope. Yeah, I... It feels as haphazard as the rest of the product feels. And I think that's tricky too, coming out of they just had Saudi Arabia and now you're having Survivor yeah. Series. Like that is a lot to plan, but you still have to plan it when you've made those commitments. Injection says, can WWE work with a Lucha Underground presentation? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they kind of, they tried with the cinematic stuff and it really sucked, usually. Yeah, it was mostly hit or miss, mostly miss. Or like it was all hit or miss, mostly miss with some hits in there. I think that's a very difficult thing to pull off in pro wrestling. Great moderator Hannah says, I told my new best friend Pat McAfee I liked his interview with Aaron Rodgers and he laughed. Oh boy, they poked a lot of fun at that. On, on Like if you all didn't listen, I've already had some arguments with people about this interview and... um it has told me who to mute, who to mute that's for sure. Uh, it is worth checking out, but no matter what happened on tonight's show, it was going to be tame compared to the rest of Pat McAfee's day. That much, I tell you. That's right. Uh, you mute more than Han or more than Hannah, more than Denise on Mondays. There's I a do. mute button on Twitter, too. <laughs> Alicia says, I didn't watch SmackDown, so I have no thoughts. Well, I appreciate the super chat. And Ken says, yeah. lampshading bad writing doesn't make it good or okay to continue with those choices genuinely the most frustrating thing showrunners writers do and we've seen it for years the who booked this crap etc cetera, etc cetera. but i mean back then the edginess was innovative right and they like considering things like that are on their list of words that wrestlers can't say and they write it in for stuff like this that is very lame 
KE775 says, random question. Why does WWE keep bringing in Dakota Kai for dark matches? I mean, what else do they need to see from her? This is just what they do. I mean, if the golden era of dark matches uh, was like 2001, 2002. Uh, by the way, guys, you can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com and a feature that I used to do, dark match commentary. There are dozens of them. Uh, where I laid commentary over dark matches from Randy Orton, Brock Lesnar, Shelton Benjamin, John Cena uh, from back then, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, but they're, they got good extended looks at a lot of these people. They got reps in front of a different crowd. What more do you need to see from a Dakota Kai? Well, her wrestling in front of somebody that isn't the same 100 and 150 people that she's wrestled in front of for sure. years. That's what you need to see from her. Uh, bring her on on the road for live events. There there are useful things here. Uh, what what do you need to see? I don't know. Use it as a recruiting tool for Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano <laughs> to say, please, please, please stay. Don't go. Please stay. More on that on FightfulSelect.com as well. We will be all over that story. Joel Wood says Gargano and Kyle both have contracts up next month. If you had to pick one, who would you keep in WWE? He says, personally, he'd pick Gargano. If I were WWE... I'd pick Gargano because he has shown the ability to have amazing matches, work as a singles, work as a tag. Now, Kyle O'Reilly has done that, but Johnny Gargano has been a stronger character worker. We've seen him work serious. We've seen him be comedic. We've seen some more versatility out of him, I think, Kate. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think you're kind of... I don't think there's a wrong answer, but I probably lean into Gargano as well. I just think he's maybe a little bit more versatile and... Yeah, just a, a little bit more well-rounded overall. Plus, let Kyle O'Reilly go and reform Dragon Tag Team and Undisputed sure. Era. <laughs> Naomi versus Shayna. Uh, before this match, Sonya Deville takes credit for lighting a fire under Naomi. She says, ah, maybe. Maybe I'll give her a shot. Again, another reason I like this. I get to see something that I haven't seen before. And I, I have long hated the rear view as a finish. I just don't Ugh. like it. I think that Naomi's offense is so good. Like her disaster kick is better than anybody's, I think. Yep. But we saw her do, it was a, a head scissors driver on the apron, but it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like MJF's head scissors driver where it ends like a pile driver. It ended more like a pedigree without the arms hooked. Oh boy, I'm a fan of that move. I adored that move. I thought that was innovative and beautiful. Yeah, I in real time was like, what did she just do? And then you tweeted it and it came across my feed and I was like, oh, yeah. that's a slingshot head scissors driver. And I wrote, it. it is bonkers. Um, yes. She's so unbelievably athletic. She gets so much height off the top rope. I'm glad to see her like in a full storyline. I am getting tired of this. I'm ready for her to beat I the like shit I know you do. I, that doesn't mean I have to. Yeah, it I does. No, it doesn't. Muted. Uh, so Naomi gets the win, but then Shayna ends up getting the win because Sonya comes back and she's like, hey, that should have been a rope break. Let's restart the match. That They are grasping at straws, but I think that's the point, is that Sonya is grasping at straws to really piss them off, to really piss Naomi off. But cool. this this really either needs to end in Naomi getting one up on Sonya or Sonya getting over to some massive degree. 
Yeah, it needs to happen sooner than later, in my opinion, that I'm entitled to. <laughs> but to, I think I would appreciate things like that more if we weren't constantly getting distraction finishes all yeah. the time. I didn't think this needed to be extended with Shayna. I did like the match. Um, Shayna's German suplex is nasty. I really oh, liked boy. it. Oh, boy. Man, man, oh, man. Um, I just didn't need, like, that being... You could have just had the feud and moved on. This is getting very, very long in the tooth for me. And I just, I, that story would work for me if there weren't distraction finishes and non-finishes all over the place. We had, But this in a vacuum, it does. <laughs> we had a Shotzi Blackheart promo. I, again, I think her promo work has gotten better because I did not like her promos in NXT. They were way too, like, over the top. I can't imagine being the person that had to write this promo that was like, yeah, I won a bunch of top contenders matches, never got a title shot and lost my tag team partner. And what the hell is she doing right now? Absolutely nothing. I've been screwed over and over again. I like the promo though. I'm glad it played off of that, but it's like, maybe don't make all that stuff happen. Yeah. So I think cause this was also an, there were multiple instances in the show where they were acknowledging how bad the product had been. This was done in a way that was meant to be taken more seriously than what Roman said. But to your point, it seems like the only way, because they're so bad at building feuds right now, that you can deliver an effective promo is to talk about how bad your booking's been. Like Becky is talking constantly about the 26 second win, which was bad, but because she's a heel, she has to use it. We see this over and over again. And this is good to see at a Shotzi. I kind of like that she ditched the tank. I don't need that from like a, a more serious heel that we're going to get from her. But but to your point, it's like, yeah, you just have to, in order to make something feel organic and authentic, you have to point out how bad the product has been up to this point. So this was good enough. Um, but I have the, the same thought of like, man, you just really had to write a promo about how how bad realistically your run has been here so far. Ridge Holland does an interview, and he is a Sheamus stan? Okay. Um, he talks about all the parties they had when Sheamus would have big wins. That's it. Yeah, no, that's the reaction. Who's he hanging out with? I think the thing I hated most about this was it was kind of a duplicate of the worst stuff that Seamus had done. I felt like, remember when Seamus was like in Ireland and did all these like weird, my family stories, this felt just like that. And that was bad then. And it's bad now. And it's a weird way to have someone kind of like reintroduced on the roster. Someone made an O'Connor roll joke in the chat before we were talking about roll-ups. I was going to make that joke here because uh, he, instead of like a, a roll-up, his finisher will be the O'Connor roll, which is a roll-up. Um, I, I was confused by this. I also couldn't just like, couldn't hear him that well, like from an audio standpoint, he was wearing a very like cabbie hat hat to top off the Irish thing. People can hang out for other reasons than being the same nationality, guys. Like, I hated this. Yeah, this was, this is weird. Uh, Swing and a miss. 
happy talk with Corbin and Moss. This sucks. This is a dog shit gimmick. It's a dog shit segment. It's bad. It's not good. Uh, the Viking Raiders come out there, then they do a match. I I could not care about this. I couldn't care about it even a little bit. I I don't like what they took Baron Corbin from his best, most interesting to making this the most like, oh, like the intentional bad jokes. I get it. They're supposed to be bad jokes, but they're not bad in the way that makes me go, oh, I've got that. That's mm, those. I can't wait till they get beaten up or anything. It's just so bad. And it made me be like, I don't care about this match. Yeah. And another thing that killed it for me was the Viking Raiders were like, you guys are corny. And I'm like, you had like the corniest downfall of all. You went from being war machine to the Viking experience to the Viking Raiders. And if you were FTR was shaving their backs and they were like playing sports as Vikings. Like, you can't call someone else corny when, like, the thing you're most noted for is going from something serious to corny, and I just don't care. And it makes me sad, because I really like Riddick Moss. Um, But yeah, I I had said that, like, it makes me, it feels evil to be like, I liked you better when you were sad, sad Corbin, and I liked better when you were lonely, lone wolf. I'm mad that you're happy now. But yeah, as a connoisseur of dad jokes, these are not good and they're not helping anybody. And I Anthony, love puns. Anthony says he meets the TV when Corbin and Moss pop up on his screen. The gimmick is so bad. It sure is. Uh, Sarah says, had such a blast at AEW tonight. Dying to go again. Best wrestling show. Sarah, I'm so glad you had fun. Told you you were going to enjoy that experience. And I believe it was your first one, if I remember uh, last week's chat right. I'm glad you had a good time. Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to come back and probably give you guys something really good uh, along the way. Miguel says Johnny Gargano versus Sammy Guevara would blow the roof off if Gargano leaves WWE and goes to AEW. Yeah, there's a lot of matches that would do that with Johnny Gargano. There are a lot of people that I think for a while took him for granted in NXT because it was the same opponents, the same kind of matches, and it would, uh, it would, it, it kind of soured a lot of people on him, but I think the way kind of brought people back. We had Los Lotharios, Angel Garza, and Humberto Carrillo's new team against Cesaro and Mansoor. I like the match. It was short, five minutes. Uh, I like Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo as a team. I was begging for it for like a year and a half. I always thought that Angel Garza had what Humberto needed. And uh, fortunately, they are together now. I get the feeling you feel some sort of way about Cesaro getting pinned, though. You are correct that I feel some sort of way. First of all, you know, because Cesaro and Mansoor were in a match together for reasons. Yes. I don't get it. Like, Cesaro's the most obvious champion in the world to me. Like, I don't understand how you miss what is in front of you with this guy. I, I, I know he just resigned there, so I can't, like, play games with him being elsewhere him jobbing to a new tag team while tagging with Mansoor for no tangible reason what you couldn't find anybody else to job like it's tough because I was very excited to see Ricochet on my screen today I was very excited to see Cesaro on my screen today 
I'm excited Shayna's in a story, but like, this is what you have for Cesaro? For Cesaro. <laughs> yeah. I would rather watch Seth Rollins and Cesaro for the 497th time than I would watch him and Mansoor tag and job to Korea. Yeah. And like, I, it just, what is missing from this guy for you that you can't put him? Well, he, he got his, he got a bit of a, a top level run, but then they just were like, man, whatever. No more. We don't need it anymore. Everything he does is impressive to me. Like, I just, yeah. I don't get it. And the, the fire for whenever he, he got that hot tag. Amazing. Reminder guys. Get in your humper chats. Mark says Vince has since long forgotten the good heat and go away heat. Glad I don't watch this garbage anymore. Go away heat is being embraced as good heat, and it's very, very unusual to me. Very unusual to me. Uh, glad I'm glad Garza and Humberto got the win, though. I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, Brent I would Lo I would hope so. <laughs> Brent Lockman said Viking Raiders contract status. Sure would love to get War Machine back. I don't know if, uh, guys, if you all want to save a super chat or a question, uh, we have a resources section on Fightful.com, and it has the list of contracts that we know about. So uh, you guys can check that out. Way to turn money away. <laughs> I mean, it's I get a lot of that, and I hate to say, I don't know, but I didn't know. Yeah. We had Aaliyah and Jeff Hardy backstage, and Sami Zayn's trying to give Aaliyah advice on how to dress. Then later, he's giving entrance advice to hit row shaddy huda says or shaddy huda says i want to see shane strickland versus hell generico well it seems like we're getting that because they start to bury poor Sami Zayn when he's out there teaching him showing him the ropes the heck first of all if you guys haven't figured it out by now I love it when men tell women to do things, especially things like how to dress. That's awesome. Always do that. Women love it when you're like, let me tell you what you should wear. And also, get back in the kitchen. Oh, my God. I also don't buy that Jeff Hardy and Leah are friends, by the way. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. But Sami Zayn is entertaining as hell. Like, I, I just love the dude. I've been a mark for him for a very long time. And pretty much any persona that he has brought to the roster. Like I, there's something with him where his charisma just resonates with me. And I think he's great. I uh, do. We want to talk about the hit row stuff now. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, also, uh, Pat McAfee says, this is going to be fabulous, which is a reference to B fab getting fired. Uh, Anthony Velasquez says hit row without B fab is not as cool. And already seems like top dollar is the star and Adonis and swerve already seem like lackeys. I, I don't know. I mean, they were trying to hold Ashanti the Adonis back from beating up Sami Zayn at one point, which I think added a little bit to him. How are you feeling about them without B-Fab? It definitely felt less cool, but it's also like the first time they've done anything. Sometimes you just need to retool and settle in when you lose a member. Diamond Mine's been able to do it with 17 iterations in NXT. I'm, I'm hopeful that they will. I... It makes me very nervous when I hear a language like Sami Zayn. Sami sucks. That feels yeah. like Roman Reigns suffering Safutash garbage to me. Uh, it, this was like as a segment good. Sami Zayn in the beginning of it was just cracking me up with what he was doing with this. This is how you enter a thing. Um, but yeah, I hit row without BFAB is significantly less cool. 
but it's the first time that they've done anything without her. So I'm, I'm hopeful that it'll pivot, but it, it makes me nervous that this very organic feeling part of NXT now that they're trying to fit it into the main roster, I'm scared that we'll lose a lot of what made it cool. In addition to having lost BFAP. Well, one of my favorite segments on this show is the Drew McIntyre open challenge. It was accepted by Ricochet as reported on FightfulSelect.com right before the show. We had the main event. We have it was opening the show, a bunch of matches, and it was Ricochet, and it was real good for what, what short amount of time it was. There were some transitions there that were just incredible, just freaking incredible. Um, like I, what I call the Bama Slamma, which is the the <laughs> – inverted Alabama slam into a victory roll was amazing. There was a standing star press from Ricochet into a roll through from Drew into a deadlift suplex. I think it was Yes. Uh, just next level, but next level was the greatest Claymore that I have ever seen. And I, for all the complaints I have about WWE camera work, this was some good camera work tonight on the leg drop. And on this, you didn't see it until the last second. Crack. Yep. Upside down, mid moon salt from Ricochet. Drew McIntyre hits a claymore. I loved about everything about this. This was a great example of, well, first of all, to your comment about the camera work, it was fantastic here. It literally made me nauseous during the tag match because, in addition to the camera cuts, they were also zooming a ton in and out. I felt like mm-hmm. I was watching the Blair Witch Project, so I was glad to see they recovered here. Um, I hate to see Ricochet kind of job and like his first move back really, but what a great example of a collision of styles and how people, I liked that we were getting a different type of big guy versus little guy story. It wasn't so much of Ricochet like fighting from underneath. He was coming at him hard, but he was just selling his ass off at the same time. So I really appreciated that it didn't, feel like um ricochet was just like had to be super scrappy like it it seemed like he was getting his ass kicked but he was still coming out with the same amount of fire every single time all the spots that you mentioned just a really great example of how you can have a huge hard-hitting guy and an acrobatic smaller guy put on just an absolute banger of a match it humped like your humper amazing amazing uh please get in your humper chats but Drew is very clearly being set up for something. People saying, Brock, because he's using the Kimura. Roman, because, well, why wouldn't he be? What I'm happy about is that he is winning matches. He's winning matches, and he's winning matches against different people every week. It's not the same stuff. It's not 50-50 stuff. It's different. He's getting wins, and wins should matter. If you tell me that somebody who wins gets rewarded, well, you know what? That means something. Last week, he beat Mustafa Ali, who was watching this match. The week before that, he beat Sami Zayn. This week, he beats Ricochet. Good. This is how you should book somebody. This is how you book somebody when you set him up. Amazing. I love it. And and really, it's not amazing. It's common sense. But it's amazing (laughs) that they're finally doing it. It is amazing that they're finally doing it. I do still have a, a little bit of a thing of the fact that there's an open challenge for no title. That's weird to me. I wish they had kind of just done this as 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. A way to book things, but it is great. And Drew's doing great work. Like it's it's really nice to see how hard he's pivoted from the stuff that we were complaining about earlier in the summer to where he's at now. I think of anybody who needed a draft refresh. He was like the guy who was desperate for it the most. So nice to see that getting paid off here. Yeah, I agree. I love this. And then Mustafa Ali trying to team with Ricochet later. And he's like, I watched the show. Ricochet's like, I watched the show. I saw how you treated Mansoor. He's on this brand. He's like, no, you do this all the time. I'm not buying it. I've got my history with you. If this leads to Ali and Ricochet doing some stuff on screen together on opposite sides of the ring or the same side of the ring, I'm for it. I like it. Um, Mustafa Ali should be used more in a promo perspective. I thought this was one of Ricochet's stronger promos. I, I thought I think he's really made a big step up in that because they haven't usually been very good. This one was at least passable to me. Uh, what do you think about Ali and Ricochet, their interaction, and maybe their future? So I would buy all of it. I would buy them as a tag team. I would buy them in a feud. Like they're, I think the two of them would be great. This wasn't my favorite promo. Ricochet's never been the biggest promo guy for me, but it was, I get what he was going for, but his wording just wasn't where I felt like it should be. Cause he was like, you are always blaming everyone. And I was like, he's done that like once, maybe twice. If you're counting that retribution was ever a thing. And he was like, you're a jerk all the time. And I was like, not really, not all the time. So there was some, um, Phrasing that I felt like could have been a lot better, but I I liked what he was going for. It at least was building a story. And I think uh, Mustafa Ali is, is so underutilized and very, very good at um, taking nuances of his character and finding ways to make it feel fresh and new and reinvent the wheel, so to speak, while making it all make sense in the lineage of who he's been to this point. So this is another great layer of that. Starheart Nico Rigoli says, watching an anime about skateboarding with my sister instead of SmackDown lately. It feels like WWE is competing with a returning XPW and WOW for the title of most toxic wrestling company. Oh, no. Damn. I'll have some WOW news in the coming weeks. Not promising stuff. Uh, But FightfulSelect.com will have it. Orlando Arrego says, if Denise was on this after show, she would have said, you liked SmackDown, but you haven't said one good thing. Denise, yeah, Denise thinks that I can, I have to like everything on a three-hour show because she just she just wants to complain. That's what Denise does. Mm. Denise likes to complain. That's no, I kind of am with Muted. Jay Blood says, I feel like Brian and Punk mentioning Eddie's unfulfilled potential sets up the 
the fulfilled story payoff when Eddie finally wins the title. Do you see the possibility of Eddie Kingston actually winning the AEW world title? Oof. I feel like the fans would want it, so at some point they might do it. But he is just one of those guys who doesn't need it, which makes it a little trickier when you have such a groundswell of of young talent coming through the ranks. He's just there to kick ass. He even said it tonight. He was like, it's not about winning or losing. I want to make you retire again. So I hope they do. I think they will because people would like to see it. But I think he'll be a transitional champion more than anything. Nerd Guru said this one is for Pat McAfee, the guy at the most important sports interview today. Ariel Hawani popped him about Nick Khan, and he had SmackDown tonight. Legend. Uh, I, I love watching Ariel Hawani in general, so him being the the follow-up from Aaron Rodgers was quite entertaining. <laughs> and uh, Nerd Guru says, I pay my $5 for Select already, but here's 10 more because of Kate and Alex's wonderful sour graps last oh, night. Emotional, you. angry, sympathetic, all the feelings. Thank you both. Well, I'm going to pay off that little big league watch long someday. Oh my God. <laughs> You're telling me. Uh, well guys, the party doesn't stop tomorrow night. A big UFC card. We got Kamara Usman, Colby Covington. We've got uh, Rose Nama Yunus defending her title. Again, you got Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Like this show is stacked. You got Edgar on the show. Uh, we're going to be doing a Fightful Fight Night watch-along. We're doing those for a lot of these big, big fights. Uh, boxing, MMA, even the Freak Show fights. So check it out. But at noon on Saturday, the Grapsity podcast. Check it out. William Washington, Righteous Reg, Philip Lindsay. They're going to be doing an Ask Grapsity show and talking about the releases. It's been a long week, guys. But FightfulSelect.com. Subscribe now if you don't. If you don't. I will seduce your mothers. I will do it. And based on some stuff that's been posted on the internet recently, it seems like a real possibility. I'm just saying. Seems like a real possibility. But, Kate, tell the people where they can find you. They can find me on FightfulSelect.com because I want to protect my parents' marriage. Okay? But you can also find me at KateOnJackIC. Tweeting up a storm. You can find me every Friday here with this guy, every Tuesday with Alex on Sour Graphs NXT, and every Wednesday on the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod. We talk all things all elite. And you can catch yesterday's episode of The Distraction if you want to catch me in the past. Allie C says, I'm sorry. Here's a great story. Last week, a shoot, I passed up having lunch with her mom. Wow. I spared you, Allie. I spared you, Allie. You wow. tried to guilt me. You tried to, you tried to guilt me. Are you me. for the ruckus or are you not? I am. I don't have my hoodie yet. Come on, put your thumb up. What the hell's wrong with you? Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Why are you pointing that thing at me? Stop it. Because <laughs> I'm Martin Anderson. She Allie guilt- Cease, who was also on The Distraction, by the way, at the yes. end of the show with her she, sister. She guilted me. I was doing you a favor, Allie. Wow. Just saying. Guys, thank you all so much. I appreciate all the support. Uh, This week has kind of sucked, but we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, October was our biggest month ever, and as many people who run wrestling sites will let you know, uh, that is not usually a good month for wrestling sites. So thank you all, truly. Until next time, we're out. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.